0: From COK Studios in Jesse Klein's crypt, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: On today's show, we'll consider the interesting partnership between Donald Trump and evangelical Christians.
1: We'll also consider the coming out of a teen character on the Disney Channel show, Andy Mack.
0: And we'll consider that I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. Stay with us.
1: Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Zemed Radio Hour, the new podcast from actor and innovator Adrian Zmed. This week's episode is a conversation with the cast of Grease 2 about why that movie killed the career of everyone but Michelle Pfeiffer. And the Count Chocula Foundation, committed to helping vampires and other undead creatures cope with type 2 diabetes. Visit... Ivan to test your blood, sugar.org, for more information.
0: This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley.
1: And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow.
0: Even though Donald Trump did not seem to be an obvious choice for the Christian right last November, he did manage to gain the support of 81% of white evangelical voters.
1: Trump's unlikely marriage with evangelicals seems to have only strengthened since the election, as seen at the Values Voter Summit earlier this month. Trump administration officials peppered the speaker list and attendees praised the president as having been chosen by God to lead the country at this time.
0: The Trump campaign was able to tap into resentment within the evangelical community that boiled over during former President Barack Obama's tenure. They have feared their religious freedom is under assault in the United States.
1: Joining us to explain the somewhat puzzling partnership between Trump and Evangelicals is Debbie May Summers from the Judgmental Christian Family Coalition. Glad to have you on COK. Thank you for having me. Debbie May, there are those who say certain actions by the president could be taken as antithetical to your faith, like some of his comments about women and race. What do you say to that? I think that's just a bunch of hooey.
2: We are 100% behind the president. He was just fabulous at the Values Voter Summit because he understands our values and the voters. So that's good.
1: What about the critics who say that Trump is only appealing to older white evangelicals and not to minorities or younger Christians? If they can't see the true path, then that's
2: on them. I won't feel sorry when they're burning an eternal hellfire. I'll just be on my cloud, watching them struggle with their damnation.
1: So you feel like the president really represents you? Absolutely. Even when he's groping women and insulting all different groups of people? Judge not, lest ye be judged. Uh, I feel like he's judged a lot of people, especially the news media.
2: Only because they report fake news. Look, the point is... There are bad, evil forces out there that only a deep Christian faith can protect you from. People are afraid, and they should be. That's why I've written a new book that will hopefully scare Americans who don't support Trump and our Christian way of life. It's called Scary Stories to Tell with the Lights on After You Say Your Prayers So You Don't Burn in Hell.
1: I see. Sounds like a perfect book for Halloween.
2: It would be, if Halloween wasn't Satan's holiday. There's lots of good stories and parables in here that shed light on the decreasing moral fiber of our society. Like what? This one is more of a nursery rhyme. Simple Simon met a pieman going to the fair. Simple Simon asked the pieman to make a pie for his gay wedding And because he didn't feel comfortable, the pieman said, No, it's against my religious beliefs, and being gay is wrong and against God's will. So Simple Simon sued the pieman. Simple Simon ruined the pieman's business over his deviant way of life, because sadly, there were no laws that protected the pieman's religious freedom. That is definitely scary. I know. There's lots of scary stories, and the thing that makes them even scarier is that they're all true. There's one called the girl who couldn't wait till marriage. Another one is Jesus died for your sins, and now he's angry. There's also touch yourself and burn, and gay wedding cakes are evil.
1: But you already did one about gay wedding cakes.
2: That one was about pie. We also have one about gay crates and gay eclairs that eat you.
1: Yikes. Sounds like you're really trying to scare your audience.
2: That's right. It's the main thing we share with President Trump. That's why we're so blessed to have him on our side as we fight all the scary things.
1: Well, enjoy your Faustian bargain. What's that? That was Debbie Mae Summers from the Judgmental Christian Family Coalition.
0: You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. The Disney Channel's hit tween dramedy, Andy Mack, is making history because it's the first show on the channel that features a coming out story for a teen character. Here to discuss what this means for Disney and gay teens is LGBT correspondent Trevin Motley. Good to see you, Trevin. Hi, Connor. So, Trevin, the Disney Channel is handling more complex subjects than it used to with this plot line on Andy
3: Mac. Yes, and no. Well, what do you mean? Well, they definitely are with this show. I was very happy when I heard that the character, 13-year-old Cyrus Goodman, came out as gay to his friend. It's too bad, though, because he's got a crush on cool kid Jonah Beck. And sorry to say it, Jonah is way out of his league. It's just not even close, Connor. Well, that aside, this is a big step for Disney. That's what I was trying to say before. Disney is actually more LGBT-friendly than you might think. They've actually been more progressive than other major studios. So, are you referring to LeFou being gay in the live-action Beauty and the Beast movie? Oh, that's nothing. You can go way back and see lots of times that Disney was on the forefront of the gay rights movement. Just look at Ursula from The Little Mermaid, for God's sake. And you can't tell me that there's not something going on between Smee and Captain Hook and Peter Pan. There's all those hot mermaids and Indians around, and they're playing leapfrog with each other. Come on. Okay, but that's just
0: an interpretation. Has Disney actually come out supporting LGBT rights before the LeFou
3: thing, and now this latest disney channel show actually yes i was shown an old mickey mouse cartoon from 1937 that was never released until last year that explicitly shows support for gay people it was deemed too risque at the time so it was never shown it was supposed to play before snow white which by the way is full of homoerotic overtones just look at some of the dwarves dopey is clearly an adorable little twink and what about grumpy he's a self-loathing closet case hence the grumpiness now, do you have a clip of the 1937 cartoon? As a matter of fact, I do! Here it is in all its fabulous glory. Uh, hey, Mickey. Oh, yes, Goof? Well, there's something I've been wanting to tell you. Oh, shucks. What's that? Gosh,
0: this is so hard. Oh, you can tell me. Well, remember the other day when you found that picture of Errol Flynn without his shirt on and I told you it wasn't mine? Oh, yeah. It is mine. I've been having certain failings. Oh, <laughs> like what? Well, like, like, I think I love you.
1: Oh, 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 goof. <laughs> I love you, too, just not in that way. <laughs> I'm with Minnie. I, I treasure our friendship and support you no matter what. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> Let's just keep this between ourselves, though. <laughs> I don't know if Donald can handle it. He's uh, pretty close-minded about this stuff.
0: Agreed. I'm glad we talked.
1: I mean, (laughs) we've all experimented. Why do you think they call me Steamboat Willie?
3: (laughs) Wow. Right? That cartoon was way ahead of its time. It's pretty amazing, even though Mickey does try to keep Goofy in the closet. I guess Disney has had a pretty long tradition of being supportive of the gay community. And how. They definitely helped me come out. Oh, really? Um, have you seen Prince Eric? I'd give up my voice for a slice of that. Well, thanks for
0: the report, Trevin.
3: Thank you, Connor.
0: That was LGBT correspondent Trevin Motley.
1: Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we all need a win these days, even if it's little.
0: Kudos to Lori Strode of Haddonfield, Illinois, for being the only one of her friends left alive this Halloween by evil slasher Michael Myers. Sure, he's your brother and he's still coming after you, but you managed to stay alive longer than your idiot teenage friends, and that's a big little win in our book.
1: Congratulations also to Thackeray Banks of Salem, who was finally reunited with his sister Emily, thanks to a hot blonde girl, a little witch, and a virgin. It sucks that you had to spend hundreds of years as a cat after you were cursed by the Sanderson sisters, but that just makes the spooktacular Big Little Win even sweeter.
0: If you or someone you know has a Big Little Win, let us know by sharing it with us on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at Consider Our Know. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Have a safe and happy Halloween. I'm Connor Bentley.
2: There's lots of good stories and parables in there. In here. Not there. There's here. Here. They're here. 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 Huh. It
0: doesn't matter. What?